Hey there, it's MC Brooks. I just wanted to say on the front end that this podcast was recorded prior to the announcement that Kiwi Nina Mori is in fact the new first place winner of BlurredCon's cosplay contest. And she will go on to represent BlurredCon at AwesomeCon next month. So I do want to say congratulations to her. But I want you all to keep that in mind while you listen to this podcast if you're wondering why I do not mention her as the first place winner. With that being said, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy. You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. You're listening to The Overflow with MC Brooks on GGR Pirate Radio. Swing a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of Game 5. The Nationals 7, the Dodgers 3. Do you believe it? Pull the lever, Gronk. Wrong lever! Yeah, yeah, I'm in my element like Well, 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 well. Look what the cat's done dragged in here for another episode of The Overflow with MC Brooks on the Great Geek Refuge. Now, before any of you start, I know. I know, and I know. It's been four months, I believe, since I have uploaded the podcast. I've recorded several, but I haven't uploaded anything in about four months. And uh, oddly enough, I do have a a podcast kind of detailing why exactly I've been gone for the last couple months, and um, you know where I've been and what's what's going to happen going forward. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, that'll be coming out at some point. I don't really have a particular release date set for that. Um, but I just wanted to say that on the front end, like I know, (laughs) I, I, I absolutely know. Okay. So, uh, with that being said, if you are clicking on this, you've seen the title. So, you know what I'm going to talk about today, but before I get into uh, the subject of this episode of the overflow with MC Brooks, I do want to remind you all to make sure you are following the Great Geek Refuge and all of our social media. We're on Facebook. We even have a Facebook group where you can interact with people like myself, Mike, and Rambo, and others. Uh, we also are on Twitter and Instagram. And hey, if you want to toss us a couple of dollars, we even have a Patreon where you can uh, give us money and get access to some exclusive merch and some exclusive perks and exclusive content. It's, uh, you know, it's worth it. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because I benefit from it. But also, make sure you are going to the website, greatgeekrefuge.com, where you can listen to all every episode of this podcast, as well as all of our other podcasts, such as At The Diner, uh, such as Mike Explorers, such as uh, Fantastic Forum with our friend Yuli. So make sure that uh, you go do that and you uh, tell a friend. That being said, let's get into this. So, BlurCon 2021 just happened a few days ago as of the timing of this recording. And on the front end, let me say this. I missed conventions so very much. Like, don't get me wrong, I I missed a lot of things over the course of COVID. I missed uh, going out and doing regular activities with people Going even even basic things like going to the grocery store, going to the park, traveling, um, but I didn't. I, I most of all, I feel like I missed conventions because uh, they are literally what I look forward to the most every year. I go to several over the course of a year, and I always have a wonderful time uh, whenever I'm able to go to a convention, whether it's local or whether it's elsewhere. So on the front end, I just want to uh, just want to state that I very much missed conventions, and I'm very happy that so many of them are back. Uh, BlurredCon just happened. There is uh, AwesomeCon, which is coming up, and there's Oticon that's coming up, and there are others that are uh, going to be taking place as well. And you know, as I mentioned, I am just very, very looking forward to uh, the fact that conventions are back, and you know. We have some sense of normalcy, even though, you know, COVID is still happening. Okay. So I I did just want to state that up front. 
So BlurCon 2021. So uh, I was really on the fence about going to BlurCon um, because, you know, COVID is still a thing. We're still in the pandemic, you know, like the, over the last year, I hadn't really gone anywhere. And uh, when they were announcing that they were going to, you know, have it, that they were still continuing to, to, to do it. I was like, oh, OK, well, you know, we'll see. We'll see what those protocols are looking like. And I do want to give the organizers of BlurredCon a lot of credit because I did feel very comfortable in going because of the protocols uh, that they had for the convention. So just off rip, you had to be vaccinated to attend. You had to be vaccinated to attend. That was the first thing that made me extremely comfortable enough to go in the first place. But secondly, they were still going to hold on to mask mandates and as much social distancing as possible, which is why I think that they added an outside stage for uh, the concert uh, simply because, you know, it's much easier to have a concert <laughs> when you are um, uh, outside and, you know, there's free air and whatnot. You're not, you know, crowded in, in a room and whatnot. Um, so, you know, big props to them for that, because I definitely felt very comfortable in doing that. In fact, they actually made the badge for this year a mask so that even if you did, you yourself did not have a mask, which I don't know how, why you would have gone to this convention without one. Um, but, you know, they, they gave you one to to have on you while you were at this convention. And so I do want to give them a ton of props for that. So. This BlurCon was also very special and very significant for reasons beyond just that the convention was happening. Um, and there was also a lot of controversy that has uh, come up in the aftermath of the convention. And I'm going to address it a little bit uh, at some point during this uh, recording. But for right now, I do want to just talk about some of the other things, some of the other things that were significant. Like, first of all, I, MC Brooks, was honored to be able to grace the stage at BlurredCon. In fact, if I understand correctly, I am the first musician to perform at BlurredCon post-COVID. Or like, excuse me, not post-COVID because we are not post-COVID. But as far as, you know, the convention coming back after the last, after not having one last year. So, um, yeah, I, I went up on stage and I got to perform a ton of music. Performed 10 songs, I believe. Um, some of my older material from like Dark Dawn uh, or, uh, you know, a single like um, Your Love Is My Love. I cannot remember the uh, the uh, the leathers right now, um, but also a ton of new material because I had been working on new material since 2019 and I was planning on releasing it last year. Um, but, you know, with COVID, it almost felt like there was no real point to doing it. Um, and. You know, I got to perform a lot of a lot of those songs because I really, you know, kind of leaned into my nerd stuff in ways that I hadn't really leaned into it before. So I got to perform that as well. And like it, it just felt really good to be able to get on stage for the first time. And uh, for me anyway, for first time in over two years, uh, being able to get on stage and hold a microphone and, and know that I can still do this and. I got some really awesome videos and some really awesome photos. Um, you'll have to go on my social media, um, underscore MC Brooks on Instagram, or MC underscore Brooks on Twitter, or just MC Brooks on uh, on uh, find my Facebook page, and you'll you'll be able to see uh, videos and photos as I'll be posting them over the course of the next couple of days. Um, not too much, but I'll be posting some of them over the over the course of the next couple of days. Um, in anticipation for me actually releasing new music. So I also want to give BlurCon uh, a big shout out for me getting the opportunity to actually perform there because it was a dream of mine. You know, I've been going to conventions since 2005 and, you know, BlurredCon is very much one, a one-of-a-kind convention in that so many of the people that are there look like me. And so... It was it, it had been a dream of mine, but I thought it was a dream that I was going to have to hold off until next year. I thought it was going to be next year's Blurred Con when I was going to get an opportunity to actually get on stage and perform music. So the fact that I got to do it this year, even if I found out like super late, awesome. And 
you know, I'm 1000% next year going to apply to do it again. And, uh, you know, hopefully by next year, if all goes well, I'll be able to, I'll be able to do stuff on my, uh, on the, on the big stage, on the, on the, the main stage, like not the outside stage. The outside stage was dope and it was very hot up there <laughs> to say the least. I had to carry my towel with me because otherwise I would have just sweated through my entire performance. In fact, sweat actually got in my eyes, which is why I was actually very glad that I was wearing sunglasses because otherwise it would have looked very weird with me, you know, closing my eyes, trying to perform these songs uh, with without it. Yeah, it was it was about 90 degrees that day, too. So, yeah, that was that was a that was a very necessary evil, to say the least. Um, with that being said, let's actually talk about the, the convention itself. OK, so uh, BlurredCon is, is one of my favorite conventions, if not my absolute favorite to go to every year, simply because. It is a one of a kind convention because, as I mentioned before, like I don't, you don't really get to go to these events and get to see people that look like yourself. You know, I've been going to Otakon since two thousand five. I've been going to Magfest and Katsucon for a number of years. Um, I've been going to Anime USA for a number of years as well. And BlurredCon is really the first time that I've been able to go to a space, and it it really feels like. Um, like, like a giant family reunion, like, even though, you know, I, I only knew, but so many people that were in the building that weekend, it really did feel like a giant family reunion, you know, being able to see and hug so many of my friends who I hadn't seen since 2019. Um, it was, it was, it was awesome. It was really, really awesome. And, um, it just, it felt really good. And even though, like, as far as panels and the programming, um, you know, like, there, there was a lot a lot going on at different times, and it was really hard to be in multiple places at once. But I also understood because, you know, they were also trying to avoid crowding any one particular, you know, event. And so um, to avoid that, you, you know, you do throw on different things in different places and, you know, try to, you know, hope your events, you know, get people to come to them, but, you know, avoid crowding and whatnot. Like, even though everyone there was vaccinated and even though everyone there uh, did have to, you know, was masked up and, and did have to show their their cards in order to to even come. You know what I'm saying? So I do want to give them props for that. I mean, there were a lot of really good panels that uh, that were taking place this year. They had the sing along again this year. Uh, they had the nerds and hip hop. Or, uh, yeah, no nerds and I'm right. The nerds and hip hop. They had a, a geeky love uh, like speed dating event that that took place. There were a ton of um, a ton of different panels on like uh, conflict resolution and talking about cosplaying. I, I believe there was stuff for like bachata and salsa. Um, uh, you know, learning how to, how to do it, uh, because, you know, I mean, I, anyone who knows me knows I love to dance. So, uh, I like, I didn't, I didn't actually go to either of those because I already kind of know how to do them, but I'm sure they were a ton of fun. And judging from what I heard from people who I knew attended, it was really dope, but there were a number of just incredible events and guests who showed up and showed out, excuse me while uh while this convention was uh was taking place uh karen ashley who uh was uh the yellow ranger in the power rangers movie from the 90s uh she was there uh the rapper known as afro coco puffs uh was there uh people listening may know her from the viral tiktok of her song she uh she gonna be black today uh that was pretty awesome that was pretty fire uh, she did a, she did a great job performing um this weekend, I was able I was able to, to catch her um, at both of her sets and whatnot, and, and that was that was just it was fire. But also, a big shout out to several of the others that performed. Uh, I know substantial performed. Uh, shout out to uh, Prowess the Testament, who I honestly need to uh, give her a huge shout out because she was a big reason that I was able to perform this weekend, and I I owe that to her. I t I told it to her. But in case she ever hears this by some chance, she needs to know on air, like, thank you. And I very much owe you for, for helping me to get an opportunity to perform at BlurredCon. 
because it literally was a dream come true. Shout out to Mark Cooper, who also got to see who also got to see perform, and you know his set was absolutely phenomenal as well. And uh, you know, just shout out everyone. Shout out DJ uh, Taylor Senpai, who was amazing on the ones and twos, both outside and during the uh, the pre dawn party on Saturday. That was also fire. So, I mean, overall, it was just the the atmosphere at BlurCon was was great. Um, even though, like, again, controversy did happen in the aftermath of it. And then, in fact, I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But I do want to say on the front end, the, 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 the biggest reason that I have still gone to BlurredCon for the years that I have, despite, uh, you know, knowing how problematic some of the organizers are and, and some of the beliefs that are held by people who put it on, is because when it comes to conventions like BlurredCon, uh, for one... I feel like we owe it to, you know, any, I won't say any black person, but I feel like we are very quick to, and I mean we in a general sense, to, to not give uh, black people who are doing anything chances to correct and do better. And I, I you know, like as I said earlier, BlurCon is not a perfect convention, but I do credit them because there are certain things that they're certain they, they have heard the feedback and the criticism that has happened from previous conventions and they have done things to adapt and improve and try to make the convention a much better space for everybody. And so I do think that that's important. And, and also I, as I said before, like I, as someone who's been going to conventions for 16 years, I, I have not, been in a space like BlurredCon any other time. I've run into other black people at conventions. I've partied and had fun with other black people at conventions, but it's been nothing like the scale of a BlurredCon. And if we're being completely honest, the people that attend the convention are honestly what make these conventions worth it. Like, yes, panels are great. Celebrity guests are are great. Um, but honestly... It's it's being able to see a really dope uh, Sailor Justice cosplay. It's it's being able to see someone dressed as uh, Street Fighter characters or Sonic the Hedgehog characters, and y'all know how much I love Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, but 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 being able to see people that look like myself participating in cosplay, people of all ages, people of all body types, people of all sizes people of all skin complexions. And like, if you've been to other conventions and you are a cosplayer, then you, you obviously, you know that when you go to some of these other conventions that, you know, you, you, that you're going to get looks because, you know, Hinata isn't black as a uh, Afro Coco Puff says, um, you know, Naruto isn't, isn't, isn't black. Like all of these characters are not black. Iron Man's not black. Uh, you know, Kal-El Superman is not black, you know, like you hear these things and, you know, you get side eyes and you get things said to you. And that's just not the case when you go to a place like BlurredCon. So I do think even though it's not a perfect con, um, that, that there, there, there is an importance, um, in the space existing. Um, I do think they can do better. And I do hope that they do better for next year and beyond. And I do hope that they learn something in the aftermath of this criticism that is of this controversy that's happened. Um, because I do think the reason so many of us um, said what we said was because we genuinely enjoy BlurredCon and we, we want to we want it to still feel like it's our convention. Like I said, it's the people that make these conventions. Like the organizers are responsible for hosting the event, for putting it together. But it's really the people that make it what it is. And anyone who's ever been to BlurredCon understands that. That you, you know, like you make it what it is. You know, the you, you and your friends, you and your your uh, your fellow cosplayers, you and the people you've met online. Like y'all are what make this these conventions what they are. And so I do think that that is significant and it's important and it should be celebrated on some level. But 
let's uh, let's talk about this controversy because I do have a lot to say and it does tie into some of the things that I just said also. And there are two different controversies that I'm going to talk about, but I'll talk about the, the the big one that everyone has been talking about, and then I'll talk about the other one which should which should be getting uh, the same level of attention even though it has not. So, um, BlurredCon just hosted its fourth event, and they they they've had a cosplay contest every year that 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 it's happened. Right now, I myself have only really been cosplaying since late 2018 mainly in 2019 um and, and i still hesitate to really call myself a cosplayer because i like i um i only did my first diy in 2019 and um i've never entered a contest or anything like that i've never you know competed as as they say so i have no idea about the you know what really goes into uh those things you know what i'm saying so um, I've never done the cosplay contest, and and honestly, I I considered it this year because, uh, while I was at BlurredCon, you know, they did say, hey, you know, you should you should enter the contest, uh, with my with my Moon Knight cosplay, even though I hadn't, um, considered it. Like I I thought about it, um, but you know, I I don't think competing is really for me, at least in that regard. Because I, I primarily uh, do the convention. I, I cosplay primarily for myself and for my friends. And because I like I like doing it. Um, I'm not really trying to make a, like a career out of it. I just, I just really, really, really like doing it. Um, but the controversy that arose this year was the person who won the cosplay contest was for the second or third time. I, there's some conflicting information about that. But for the second or third time, there was a non-black cosplayer who won the cosplay contest. And uh, people are very divided on this subject because, you know, they're like, well, we don't want to be exclusive. We want to be inclusive and we want to, you know, make sure that we have everyone here because, you know, we we historically, you know, we we. Uh, we get excluded from you know other cons, so it wouldn't be right for us to do it here. And like, on some level, like I get it, but also that's part of the problem um, with 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 a lot of black folks. Um, and when we when we allow other people to come into our spaces, is that by and large they always end up changing and shifting and they end up becoming something other than what it was, what was intended. Um, there's a great article from a couple of years ago and I can't remember uh, which website or which uh, newspaper hosted it. It may have been the Washington Post. But there was an article that detailed that when white people come into black spaces, anti-blackness often follows. And that is 1000% true considering some of the reactions from the judges to people uh, opining about the fact that a white girl won at a blurred con. Because it just feels like if you, can, if you can't win at blurred con, the convention that's supposed to be for, for black nerds, you know, because blurred is in the title, one that is that obviously did that because they hope to attract uh, black nerds to come to the convention. Uh, they are they and, and by and large, the community that attends and participates in BlurredCon is black nerds. It just feels like a betrayal when we can't even win here because when it go when it comes to like Oticon or some of these other conventions. You don't really hear about. Uh, you don't really hear about the fact that a black cosplayer like wins, or even or even ranks highly, like comes in like second place or third place. You know, if it happens, it's it's significant, but it doesn't feel like it. It really happens all that often, and so part of the reason I think so many people are happy about blurred cons because it really feels like. And, you know, as BlurredCon continues to grow, because it is only in its fourth, in its, you know, its fourth year, that 
this could this can really help spring and propel the incredible black cosplayers that constantly get harassed or overlooked at other conventions that are literally for everybody. And I share the disappointment in so many people in that a white woman uh, even like entered the contest for one, but then also managed to win on top of that because there were some incredible cosplays and uh, let, uh, you know, listening to some of my friends who have been cosplaying for far longer than I have that have uh, done custom builds and they build armor and foam and whatnot. Like, there's a lot of work that really goes into these things, uh, these costumes being made. And it just feels really unfortunate. It just feels really unfortunate that, again, we can't even get the respect at a convention thrown by our own. And so I understand why so many people reacted the way that they did when upon finding that a white woman entered. Because I tweeted about this, I want to say on Monday. It may have been yesterday, but it, I, I tweeted about this in saying that, you know, that, that white woman should not even have entered to begin with. That part of being an ally and and, and I, like I don't assume that the white people who attend BlurredCon are allies but I know many of them probably would consider themselves allies which is why they you know showed up to support uh, friends or people that they know that are also going to be at BlurredCon part of being an ally is is not censoring yourself when you're allowed in the space of a marginalized group so, like, for example, I'm I'm a man. I identify as a man. If I'm in a femme-centered space, I am cognizant of the fact that I'm okay, I'm, 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 okay, I'm happy I'm allowed to be there, but I should not center myself or my feelings while I'm there in that space because it's not about me in that moment. I'm someone who is straight. If I'm in an LGBTQ-centered uh, space, then I cannot go in there and center myself as a heterosexual man or my feelings. That's just not something you do if you're someone if you are someone who is considered an ally. And that's a whole other thing too, because you cannot call yourself an ally. It's up to the community uh, to deem you as such. You don't get to self-label yourself as that. So, like, she should not have entered, regardless of what any of her friends had, had actually said. Uh, because, you know, that space was not for her, was not for her. Uh, the space was not there. Like, yes, BlurCon, you know, is inclusive and they are, uh, they, they say they pride themselves on being, on being inclusive, which is again, totally fine. It's totally fine to, to be inclusive, but it doesn't mean that you, it doesn't mean that you should. How do I want to word this? It doesn't mean that you should, you know, not. It doesn't mean that you should not include others, but like you don't have to censor them in 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 the inclusion. You know what I'm saying? Like I I completely understand that um, you know you can't necessarily bar white people from showing up to BlurredCon. You know, people have white partners. They have adopted white children or family members or, or whatever the case may be, right? So you can't bar them from coming. But you you do want to make sure that you make it known that BlurredCon is a space that is going to be a pro-black space. Like, um, I haven't attended WakandaCon in Chicago, but I really liked the response they have in their frequently asked questions section about, and I'm going to read this about, you know, do you have to be black to attend WakandaCon? And which it says, and quote, no, our event is open to everyone. We hope that people of all backgrounds will come and have fun at WakandaCon. We do want to note that almost all of the content will be focusing on the black experience and will be from the point of view of almost exclusively black people. There will be political and cultural conversations that are centering black voices. 
Hearing some of the conversations will probably be eye-opening and very enlightening if those conversations aren't regularly happening in your circle. For some of those conversations and discussion, there may not be many non-black people in the room. Any non-black attendees should be aware that their voices may not be centered and much of the experience might not speak directly to them. It should go without saying, but sometimes it still must be said. We hope that all attendees of any background or race will be respectful and come with an open mind. We welcome everyone and hope that everyone will learn something new and share ideas. End quote. That is literally all BlurredCon needs to say. Is that. And I'm not going to say that it's not a, that there aren't black voices that are centered while at BlurredCon. But it does need to be understood that this is a black convention. Anyone can come, but it's a black convention. You know, it's called blurred con. It's called black nerd con. If it's if it's if it's a for everyone con, then it needs to be the, the name should be changed. But if it's called blurred con, then there should be a special focus that's put on that. Like you shouldn't just take black aesthetics and black culture and and use it um, and use it as a vehicle to get people to come and then make it about something else, you know? So as I've, as I've said, like I, I really do enjoy blurred con and I have a, I've had a good time every year that I've gone. I had a good time uh, this year uh, in cosplay and, and just walking around and attending some of the stuff I went to, but it should be, it should be known that, you know, this this should be a black nerd convention, and I do hope the uh, the organizers and the staff are listening and understand that like where the response to this white woman winning the cosplay contest is coming from a place of hurt, which is why it, it was really alarming to see. Uh, it was alarming to see uh, some of the responses from the people who were judging. I think on the front end, too, there was a lot of confusion about what the criteria was. I myself did not know the criteria. I was told to just enter. Um, so I, I had no idea that, you know, that it needed to be like 80% handcraft, handmade and blah, 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 blah. And I think a lot of people didn't know that. But I think there's an easy solution for this, too, which is why aren't there multiple sections or multiple uh, divisions? So like... My uh, a, a friend of mine made me aware that that's how AwesomeCon does it. They have different categories for different types of cosplay. That you have one for like armor builders, people who build who build. You have one for people who are who are to do the craftsmanship as far as like sewing and knitting and 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 making making outfits that way. And I do think it's important that. Uh, we that we have stuff like that so that we can get different winners. You know, even though I think a lot of people still with a side eye, if you know this white woman had won, but we had an incredible black cosplayer who uh, you know won the armor build, and another one who won, you know, just as far as putting an outfit together, whether it was store bought or whatever, whatever you know, it was. You can you can avoid controversy by doing things that way by having multiple categories because like I said the the reaction is coming from a place of hurt we when it comes to blurred con we want it to be our thing and even if we allow other people to participate in our thing we still want it to look and feel like it's our thing we already experience discrimination at other conventions we already experience harassment and negativity at other conventions. We don't want to have to face that at one that has black nerd in the title, you know, and, and, and wants to be a place for us to convene and congregate and celebrate the fact that we are black and nerdy and like to have a good time. So, you know, like I really do hope that, you know, going forward that the, uh, the, the, the staff and everyone takes that into account because I, I do think you know, had, oh, and, and I did forget to mention, because it was about to tie into the, the thing I was about to say, I, um, I, uh, do think that, um, or excuse me, I do think that, but the, uh, that white woman did, you know, amidst all the controversy, did end up stepping down, and I, I, I did like her statement, um, 
I'll read part. I'll read part of it. You know, I I uh, I am actively in the process of returning the prizes and have stepped down. I am sorry for sending myself in a space that was not mine to do so. There have been plenty of people who have said I should have read the room and not entered, despite my friends encouraging me to do so. And they are 100% right. I am a grown adult and should have thought about how my participation could take away from another cosplayer who is black who might be overlooked in other spaces. Like, that's it right there. <laughs> right? Right? Like, that's that's it right there. I'll continue. I'm going to read a, a little bit more. And yes, I recognize I should have stepped down sooner and more importantly, not entered at, at all. The judges are the ones who made the decision of who won. And I greatly respect all their opinions and I'm thankful that they thought my cosplay was well made enough to consider winning. That being said, it still boils down to I entered a contest as a white woman at BlurredCon and took an opportunity away from a black cosplayer. It's simple as that. I'm sorry for invading a space I shouldn't have, and I know I have no one to blame for that mistake but myself. I am also sorry to all the people I have hurt in the process. I know no amount of apologies can fix what I've done, but I am truly, deeply sorry. End quote. And so I liked her statement, and I did think that it was important that she said something. And I'm, I am actually happy that she stood down, that she that she stepped down, because that's the right thing to do. Um you know, like that's part of being an ally. If you are someone who has white, uh, you know, white romantic partners or white friends or white family members or whatever the case may be, like, like having, ha making sure that the, the white people that you do have in your life understand that, um, you know, that every place is not meant for them, that they are welcome to be in and participate in these spaces, you know, at, from time to time. But like it's important if they if they want to be considered allies that they don't center themselves and don't make themselves the story because right now the story about BlurredCon should be that there was a successful convention held and unfortunately because this white woman entered this contest and ended up winning the story is not about how great the convention was it's not about how good of a time so many of us had it's about the fact that a white woman won at BlurredCon. and what this also does is it discourages a lot of people who were thinking about attending from attending in the future because again if 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 you if, if you go to a black nerd convention and you feel like you can't win that you don't realistically have a chance at one that's supposed to be for you what chance are you going to have at any at any other convention? And honestly, I think one of the worst things that's come from this um, has been how discouraged people have been from, uh, you know, uh, con considering attending the convention in the future. Um, because I do think, it, it, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, that it is significant. There, There is good that comes from the existence of BlurredCon in its current state, even though it is not a perfect convention and there's a lot that can be improved and that, that I hope improves for next year and beyond. So um, that's that was the, the big, 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 big controversy. Um, yeah, so... But it's not the only controversy that took place. And this is the... Um, oh, actually, before I get into the second controversy, because I, I do have some final thoughts on the the, uh, the, the white woman cosplay, uh, winning the cosplay contest. I am very disappointed in the reaction by the judges. I did find uh, them deciding to insult the you know black cosplayers who did enter the cosplay contest. And also the ones who didn't. Um, I, I find that very disheartening. And it's very easy to get defensive when people have very strong opinions about your job and what you do. But, you know, it's, it is important to listen to the community that you're serving, especially if you're in a position of leadership um, or a position of, pow of power at, you know, within uh, th this, this convention space. Um, and because it was very disappointing, like I myself am not going to enter if if these people are judging next year because why would I? You know, they, they, they were calling people party, you know, referring to people's cosplays as party city or saying or implying that they weren't creative uh, because that because they, you know, didn't 
you know, spend, you know, 97,000 hours handcrafting it using only a rock and a, and a broken straw. Like, we just came out of a pandemic where a ton of people lost their jobs. So even in getting ready for this convention, a lot of people probably had to get really creative, you know, if they were going to try to cosplay. And it, it is very insulting. It is very insulting to uh to, to 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 speak like that towards the people that you want a- attending the convention and like i understand that the judges themselves are pro- are not con- convention staff but the uh the head of BlurredCon did come out and did back the judges and so this is this this is me speaking directly to him and others in saying that like it is very important to listen like i i understand you 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 don't like the the controversy. You don't like people's reaction to to uh, a white woman winning. But you should also understand that part of what's what is coming from, like I said, is a place of hurt. And you know you've said before about BlurredCon being created because uh, because of uh, it being a need, considering how we are often treated and, and overlooked in other spaces. And so like it would be a good thing to listen listen like you may not like that that people are using very aggressive language you may not like that uh people are are are, are very strong in what they're saying but it is, it is a it is important to listen like yes you have you have uh very much uh done a good thing in creating a space where so many of us um excuse me where so many of us you know are happy to attend we feel we feel very good about attending, about about telling our friends and family. You know, I'm I, I look forward to BlurredCon every every year since it's it's existed, and I've had a good I've had a good time, and I always try to encourage people that I feel like would be interested in coming to come. But like it's a, it's a really bad look to defend judges who were openly trashing some of the other cosplayers and implying that people just weren't creative or that people didn't you know weren't showing weren't showing up. I, I think that if people felt more comfortable, if there was more transparency as far as the rules and, and whatnot, as far as entering and whatnot, then more people would. But it, it's hard to look at a cosplay contest you see for, a, a, you know, for the second or third time, you know, someone who is not black wins the contest. That discourages people from entering. And I know y'all, people were saying, or some of the judges were saying, like, do better for next year. But, like, we, we hear that kind of rhetoric towards black people all the time. And, and, and it's really unfortunate because, you know, being black, you should understand how, uh, like, there's a market for chastising black folks when, they come, when it comes to things like that. Especially um, getting us labeled as aggressive or angry, you know, putting things, you know, saying things, regardless of whether they're true or not, and putting them on the community because it, all, it ultimately ends up sticking with us regardless. Like, uh, saying that people have Party City cosplays, like, imagine, say, imagine saying that and people actually running with, running with that. That 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 is not a good thing. And that should not be uh, something that comes from someone who is representing a prominent part of the convention you know someone who is a judge that discourages me and i'm sure others from participating when that's how the judges react to uh, fair criticisms about someone winning like people can understand like oh yeah it's a craftsmanship okay that's cool that's 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 fine but to to double down and to be as aggressive and say some of the anti-blackness that popped up this is what I was talking about earlier. The some of the anti-blackness that popped up in in response to it, that was just unnecessary, and that is very that is very um, uh, disrespectful. And honestly, the 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 judges and the the convention staff deserve all the heat that they're getting uh, for that because you know there there should be there should have been a response with an apology and a statement of hey we'll try to do better next year we'll try to get it right next year you know we want to encourage more people to, to come in next year and do it but this uh, this like hyper aggressive uh, response was just very unnecessary and honestly like I, I hope that I hope that they do better for next year because I'm on the fence about attending but you know like 
I, as I've said, I do think that the, the space that BlurredCon currently exists in is necessary. I think there is something important to it. And I, a lot of my friends and uh, people who I know who attended the convention also feel that way, which is why we have responded the way that we have and why, why so many of us still look forward to attending, even though we know... It, it can be better. And we speak from, we say this because we want it to be better. We want it to be better. We, we, we want to see a space where we are adequately represented and that, that, that feels like home. That's it, like, and aspects of BlurredCon do already feel that way, which is why so many of us attend. But it is, it is really good to understand and to not be, to be understanding and not be so aggressive and not not double down and not speak some of the not speak or defend some of the anti-blackness that was uh, that 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 came out from the from the judges um, in response to people's uh, reactions to the controversy itself. So that's what I'm going to say about that controversy. Now there is a whole other controversy that a lot of people did not know about, which was apparently at BlurredCon there were people uh who were sexual predators who were uh at the convention and that there were attempts made by victims to actually uh alert the convention staff so that you know they could you know get these people to not be at this convention because ultimately we want a, a safe environment we want a fun environment and people who attend these conventions and have nefarious intentions with people of all genders and, and all races and, and, would, and would not, like, we can't have that. And, and I've seen the screenshots, and I'm disappointed that BlurredCon seemingly did not do better to um, do better they, they did not do better to address the, the 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 you know what was being said you know one of the screenshots was a direct message to someone running the blurredcon instagram and you know they said that they would look out but then you know people who attended the convention said that they saw this person or, or saw these people i should say and saw them cosplaying and, and operating you know amidst the crowd and you know like i i really just feel like this could have been resolved by you put the, at the people who are at registration, like have a, have a list, have a list of names, you know, uh, once you find out who these people are and when people came to show up, because obviously you have to show your ID and you have to show your badge, like see, check the name, make sure, you know, make sure they're not on the list of people who, who can't be there and then protect, you know, and then like, you know, turn, turn them away. Like you don't need their money that badly. You don't. BlurredCon has been very successful in having, you know, between 3K and 4K people show up in 2019. I don't know what the numbers are for this year. Um, but you don't need the money or the resources of these people who are going to come and make the, the convention feel unsafe. And uh, at the at the BlurredCon space um, hashtag on Twitter last night, like there were there were various things being said about people having like actual weapons at um, at BlurredCon. Having having uh, actual real weapons show up at BlurCon and like that does not make me that doesn't make me feel safe. That does that does not make me feel good. Like I I I really think that more could have been done, and I'm happy as far as we know right now. There have been no incidents uh, from this weekend. Uh, as far as the the people who were predators and you know any type of sexual assault or worse or anything like that, but uh, like the convention absolutely needs to address this and hopefully do better in finding ways that victims uh, can feel safe when they're at these conventions. That people who are excuse me not victims people who are, who are survivors of of uh, these people can feel safe and comfortable at the at these events at these conventions. Uh, and they can walk around freely knowing that the community as a whole has ousted these these people from showing up and being able to be at these events. I think that I think that is that is what's most important. And so 
Um, I, I do think that they, they, the BlurCon should address this. I'm not expecting them to, but I, I do hope that something is said and something gets done so that going forward that um, this is uh, no longer the case. Right? Um, so, yeah. So, uh, I've spoken about the controversies. And so, now I just want to give my final thoughts because I've been, I've been doing this for a while now. Um, overall, I did have fun at BlurCon 2021. Um, I, I do think that if you are someone who is a black nerd, that it is a convention that you can attend and that you can feel, uh, you can feel comfortable in and that you can, uh, go and, uh, feel comfortable in your skin, I should say, and know that you're going to be around other, uh, black people of all shades, uh, who are going to be cosplaying and participating in your fandoms. And I do think that that's very good and very necessary. I think overall they did a good job running the convention this year. I mean, there were hiccups as far as uh, making sure people uh, were able to, or people that people had masks masks on while in the convention space, um, and making sure that you know people that that there was a security because there were several times um, at the elevators where I did not see. Uh, someone checking for wristbands or badges or anything uh, like that. And I do think that, you know, that needs to be improved. But like I said, as far as I know, nothing bad happened this year outside of these predators being able to walk freely at the convention. Um, but I do think it, it, it was a good time. And for having not had a con in a year and a half, it was a very necessary and welcome uh, back into the convention space. And so I... Um, Hope that, you know, these controversies get handled and that by next year we can heal and, you know, the convention can do better. You know, because ultimately I think that's what everyone wants from this convention. We want them to simply just do better. We want them to be better. It's the reason why so many of us have been as outspoken as we have on social media um, and in response to these controversies and just in response to the convention in general. So all in all, uh, I'll end this by saying that uh, it was a very fun convention. It was a good time. I was very happy to see my friends. I was very happy to perform. Um, and like I said, I, I would recommend uh, this convention. Although, again, I have some reservations about attending next year. Um, I do think that BlurCon ultimately is uh, still very necessary in the space it's in. Um, but I do hope that they you know, take a lot of the criticism uh, both about the convention and the controversy, and they, you know, use all of that to um, uh, go forward and uh, do better for uh, 2022 and beyond because, yeah, we'll see. We will see. So with, uh, with all that being said, I'm your host, MC Brooks. Make sure you go to uh, thegreatgeekrefuge.com where you can find uh, this podcast, as well as earlier episodes of this podcast, as well as uh, all of our other content on the Great Geek Refuge, whether it's podcasts, whether it's articles. Um, we also have a Patreon. We're on social media where you can follow us there. And um, I hopefully will be doing more episodes of The Overflow. I've got some ideas in the tank, including the, the one I mentioned at the front end. Um, so hopefully more episodes will be coming soon. Um, but I do want to thank all of you for listening. I um, hope you learned something from this, and uh, yeah, I will catch you on the flip side. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs>